are now listening to Random Ramblings with Rock. to the beat, coming at you with the funny, random rambling, talking about all the things that'll make that rain day sunny, yeah, it's hot and popping, fireball dropping, come get your laugh on, yeah, it's a concept, you know he be rocking, robbing the facts and all of the gossip, it don't matter where you are or who you with, you gotta tune right in, bring your girl into your girl to bring your friends, be Robbie Lid, tune in your crib, in your whip, at your job, he got new shows every Sunday, what up, everybody? It is your boy, B-Rob, and I'm back with another edition of the Random Rounds with Rob podcast. First and foremost, I'd like to thank you, the listener, for coming back each and every week or however you listen to podcasts. If you're a brand new listener, I appreciate you all oh so much for giving my show a try. And um, if you're in the vicinity of the person that recommended it you to me, if someone did recommend you to me, give them a crisp high five or virtually or you can send it through email, Snapchat or however you do it. I don't even know if anybody use Snapchat anymore because Instagram corner in the market, you can do stories on there. And all. I don't know why I'm plugging Instagram right now, but that's besides the point. Um, always fortunate enough to have a guest with me on every week. And um, we all know that this isn't a pro wrestling show per se, but we all know that I love professional wrestling. So we've had guests on here ranging from um, guys down there at uh, ROW here in Houston, Texas, or well, Texas City, because, you know, Houston is a planet. We've had uh, Kiefer Bartek. We had J.J. Blake. We've had uh, Brian Cage here. We've had Marty the Moth here. We've had Kiara Hogan here. We've had who else we had here? I don't even remember. It's just so many names and I ain't trying to disrespect none of them. I have my former training partner on here, Piper Brooks. I've had um, my former trainer, Damon Buchanan here, uh, the Mad Hatter and so many other names throughout uh, all levels of professional wrestling. But today we have two guests. We have one making his way through the professional wrestling um He's making it way through his professional wrestling journey, and we have a seasoned veteran here, kind of guiding him along the way. Um, you've seen him on OVW, ECW, WWE's ECW, WWE, WTNA. I'm stumbling over my words. That's how I do here. And um, now he is down in Florida with a uh, fighting Evolution Wrestling. My guest with me this evening. The Pope, D'Angelo De Niro, or you call him Elijah Burke, with whichever one comes to mind. <laughs> How you doing, sir? What's up, man? It's, 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 I got to first start off by saying that was one hell of an introduction. Um, I couldn't think of a person who could have done it any better other than myself. So good job. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I strive to um, come with your error of confidence when I speak my words or whatever. You know, I stumbled a little bit. That was only because you were here, though. You know, if it was just me in here by myself, I would have. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they were, you know, you, hey, hey, man, you're a pro and uh, that's what pros do. You know what I'm saying? We might have a little fumble or stumble, but we recover yes, and uh, we keep on keeping on. Uh, what's up, man? What's good with you? Man, everything is good with me. Um, my house almost burned down last week, but we still here, so we it, that's good in itself. <laughs> sure, hi. 
Good Lord. Yeah, certainly we love to look at the positive things in life uh, when those type of situations arrive. And there's no more positivity to be added to that statement other than the fact that you are still here, my brother. Yeah, because the the fire started a water leak, which the water leak put out the fire. So, I mean, it, it had to happen that way. <laughs> Man. Hey, hey well, we're grateful for that, bro. Mm-hmm. But, sir, I mean... Let, let me tell you, it's full transparency here. I, I'm 100% honest with all my guests. So for you, this is how this all came about. I was on Twitter one day and um, it's funny how, you know, certain people come to your mind and everything and somebody made a comment. I can't remember particularly what it was, but you, sir, you are notorious across the Internet for having this one meme. It was you in the TNA ring. And it's to where you had this meme just scar on your face. And then all of a sudden it just slowly creeped and turned into a smile. And that gift has just been floating around the internet for so long. And it's so funny to me every time I see it. And somebody made a comment and that gift came to my head. And wow. I was searching the internet and I was looking for it and it popped up. And then I posted the post and everything and it went out into the internet. And then I was like, man, I wonder what he's doing right now. And so I went through the internet. I found your Twitter account, found the email address, sent the email, got a response. Luckily, you said yes. And here we are talking. So I, I just wanted to let you know how I come across <laughs> and how this came to be. Yeah, man, that's pretty, that's pretty cool. I, I, I think I'm uh, in that aspect, man, I'm somewhat of a trendsetter, if you will, or something <laughs> I love to be. Uh, before the internet got to where it is today, man, that that little piece there was already, you know, before everybody started creating their own GIFs and GIFs, however they refer to it, man, that had already taken off so much so that it is the most, it's the top, in the top three most used in China. So much so, it's so used over there that I was able to strike a deal with a company over in China over that very image. Wow, I mean... I mean, they just pretty much how I did it. They seen it and they was like, oh, man, we got to get this dude over here. So, I mean, how was the approach? Uh, Again, uh, you know, startup company over in China. (laughs) Excuse me. And uh, they they don't refer to their their gifts over there as uh, memes uh, or gifts or gifs. They they refer to them as portraits. Oh, okay. And um and, and what they do is they take the, the inner part of, of of an individual's face and they put it into their own cartoonish type characters over there. <laughs> and you know, I didn't have and, and you know they they got merchandise out and they just wanted to capitalize on it. Um the company, uh, Mosquito uh company over in uh uh China, excuse me, and um they so many people are selling fake stuff with me on it over there <laughs> that they wanted to have the, the right um, to it. Uh, they, they wanted a hundred years. And I said, hell no, if it's a hundred, I'm not, excuse me, 50 years. Yeah. Hell no. I'm not going to sign myself over to you for 50 years. That means I can't, you know, if, if that takes off, you know, like everything else has, then, you know, I'm going to be stuck. I need the leverage in case I want to go somewhere else. You know, if it takes off and be big over here in the States, as, as you know, often happens when things happen overseas, we try to capitalize on it over here in the States. But we, we, we were able to come to terms and, and work out an agreement. And I'm, I'm, I'm happily 
you know, um, having them to represent me over in, in, in China and make merchandise and, and continue to put that, my brand out there in the form of uh, the portraits that they make with the, the Mosquito Company. Man, that's, that's freaking good. Um, when we when we wrap up, I'm gonna have to get a link from you because I'm gonna probably have to give me what, what you got like little dolls and handbags and everything with your face on it and whatnot. They, look, man, it was just smart. It was very smart of, of, of the company, man. Um, again, you know, people, whether it's Mexico, whether it's China, you know, you, they're always going to be knockoffs and people going to, you know, how many Ray Mysterio and, and, oh, yeah. and send Carla Mask are out there. You know what I'm saying? Everybody's yeah. going to make that money up for those masks, you know, but they want to be exclusive rights to it. And, um, and, and so the, the, the guy, from China came and met me in Jacksonville. We sat down and uh, you know brought me some some gifts from from China and some China very fine coffee as well because you know I'm a coffee drinker and uh, it was very pleasant and 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 um, came with a translator and, and 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 we talked we hashed things out got with my lawyers uh, worked on a contract that was suitable because again I wasn't doing no fifty years exclusive rights to me yeah. and um. We got it hammered out, so I'm very uh, happy and I'm excited about where that's going to go. Because um, if it goes to to what we're both uh, hoping and looking forward to, man, then you got you got cartoons, you got movies like they do with these Legos type things yeah. over in China and the portraits. If you just look up portraits uh, as far as um, China portraits slash memes or whatever, it all pop up and you'll see what I'm talking about. As a matter of fact, uh, I'll, I'll tweet one to you. Because uh, some of my fans from China actually tweets them to me, so I, I'll tweet it and let you see what it is now. For sure. Now, um, you talk about how you know you gaining popularity overseas and all kind of stuff like that. You know, you you doing this business venture with that company. Um, do you feel like you know? I mean, I see it a lot in music to where like you know somebody will come here to make an album. And, you know, it'll do okay here. But once they start going overseas and touring everything over there, it's just like they stars just like way huger than it was if they stayed and pursued in the States. Um, yeah, I didn't know we were going to talk about the Rainmaker, uh, <laughs> Okada. But, yeah, I see what Man, yeah. <laughs> you, you, you know what's funny? I was, I, I was going to bring something about that up, but it was just like, I vaguely remember and I couldn't find the footage to go back and um, jog my memory on it. But it was you and Samoa Joe. And, you know, I yeah. think Okada was like his little henchman or whatever the hell. You you, you kidnapped this dude, strung him up yeah. in the back. <laughs> and, just, and just, you know, was wailing on him and everything. And it's just like you, you hit him a couple times in the ribs and then you left off camera. <laughs> then you came back and you hit him again and you left off camera again. <laughs> The, the thing was, and, and, and not, I, I, you know, well, let me go ahead and just venture this conversation in a way so that uh, we can we can um, let everything fall in line. Uh, let's talk about uh, the, the ability to to ad live and, yes. and and your bosses, those in charge, having confidence in the talent to deliver, even if it's not what they had in mind. They have confidence. That's where your rocks come from. That's where your stone coals come from. Not that I'm putting myself on the level, yeah. but as far as being creative, I am linking myself in that process because I had the exclusive 
rights to be creative with the Pope character because hell, I am Pope. Yeah. And credit to gosh, if this get out, and I don't have a problem saying it, I've said it before, but credit to Vince freaking Russo, man. This mm-hmm. Russo. He said, I look, bro, 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 Pope, look. I'm, I'm a 40 plus year old, uh, uh, guy from New York. I don't know what Pope is. You, you, you're Pope. What, what will Pope say? What will Pope do? And, <laughs> and that's all he ever had. So when it was time for me to do things and cut promos and, and whatever it would be, okay, Popey, what we got? That's what, that's what Vince will call me. Mm-hmm. Popey, what we got, Popey? You ready? I'm like, God dang, Vince, you ain't even tell me what we're going to do. What you mean? You know what to do? Just be Pope. And that's where a lot of the, that's where a lot of the, cool stuff um uh, hopefully you know that people enjoyed uh from from tna that's where it came from vince just let me be pope yeah and um i can appreciate that because like i could tell that like you were comfortable doing what you were doing even when i um look back and i remember and i watched some of uh your wwe things or whatever it's just like they gave you something but you still found a way to make it your own and you know i, I really appreciate yeah. it and that's what kind of what drew me to your character Cool, man. And I appreciate you saying that because even then the WWE, yes, I was still taking creative liberties, uh, sort of speaking. I was taking, cause we didn't have to rehearse like they do today. Yeah. We didn't have, we didn't have to go over these lines and hit them. You know, you were given something and you were expected to hit the points. Um, now yes, they still had promos and things wrote or scripted for whatever reason, but when it came to me, I had the king of all promos who was working with me hands on. You know who I'm talking about? There's so many, but no, 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 no. There's only one king of promos. Oh, oh, I mean, you could say two if you really want to go there, but there's only one king of promos. I was going to say daddy. Yeah, I was going to say uh, Dusty or Flair. So, well, you know what, Flair. But yes, it was Dusty. Yeah. So Dusty, Dusty was my my guy. Dusty, anytime there was anything going on with Elijah Burke, you with me, you with me, Dad. I got you. And and that's that's what it was. So Dusty have a have a script in his hand or whatnot, and and he would he would look at me, and say, "Lodge, come here, come here, Burke. Look at this right here. You you see what they wrote down for you to say right here? <laughs> I want you to read that. Read that right now. You see what they got." And then he take the paper and he balls it, Ball up, it up and he throws it behind me. He said, you talk to me, daddy. You just let me deal with Vince and Stephanie, but you just, you just do you. And then that's what happened. You know, I, I just, that's what happened. I knew what they wanted, but I was, I, I never tried to be this word for word guy. I just wanted to, Dusty taught me to hit the bullet point yeah. and be yourself. And and that is so you know I might sound I might sound like boy you said season veteran and and I, you know fifteen years man but God dang that's what's missing that's what's missing today is, is that the, the the ability to come across genuine and believable when people see me even to this day or talk to me they know they're talking to Pope they know they are talking to Elijah Burke the same individual that was on TV mm-hmm. that you watch on TV that you heard on commentary whereas you come across some of today's stars you go hey that oh that was a nice act yeah. oh you're nothing like I thought you were on TV oh you don't even talk like that oh you don't even sound like that you know like so 
that, that's that's what I love about you know the trans uh, you say transparency, but yeah, that I had uh, to just do what I wanted to do in regards to being the Pope and Arch Burke. All right, cool. I mean, I I dig that. Um, before we get too far along or whatever, um, you've had a 15 year career as you spoke of. I mean, you've been through. You know the body. I have. I'm, I'm, I'm in a 15 year career, brother. Don't talk to me like my time. Oh, I'm. Bad. I'm sorry. I apologize. I I, I. I. I kneel at the feet of Elijah Burke, and I, I praise you humbly. I, I. I apologize, but um, but you've been through all the paces. You've been down in OVW. You came up through WWE and everything. You went to TNA, and now you're down there in Florida. Um, with the Fighting Evolution Wrestling Company. I mean, is that something that you've started or is something you got a big hand in um, producing talent for? Yeah, man. Well, that's, again, um, uh, I was just talking to you about what's missing today. And, and luckily and fortunate enough for me, um, uh, I, I am I am right next to uh the man, um, JB Cool, uh, which goes by that name on, on, on Facebook and, um, Fight Evolution Wrestling is a company that just hit his third year anniversary. Um, he worked with me, believe it or not. Uh, he was one of my congregation members on the, the, uh, turning point pay-per-view. I believe it was where I went to get the biz. And I had the congregation out there. If it wasn't turning point, maybe it was final resolution, but I believe it was turning point. And um where, where I had the whole group of brothers that mm-hmm. was with Pope and, and um yeah, so so that's that's where um me and him first came across each other. We did a, a couple of uh, uh uh shows together and um, you know, he started his own company and like I said, we just celebrated the big three years here and um he brought me in and and creatively I'm I'm, I'm the guy. I'm you know, I'm I'm trying to help guide uh some of the younger talent here and people that are aspiring to be wrestlers, uh and, and refs and managers, whatever the case may be. It's all been offered here, uh in in, in South Beach, uh Miami, uh, South Miami as I call it, South Florida. Mm-hmm. Um Miami for fighting evolution wrestling. So you you can certainly um anybody that's listening that's in the area want to come down to visit. We've had people come from Australia. We've had people come from uh uh the the uh uh, Philippines, um, just just to come train here, and so we're doing some good work, and we're putting on some good shows. As a matter of fact, bro, we got a big show coming up, and this may this will probably air after that show. Yes, but we have a big show that's coming up in less than twenty four hours, man. Called December to remember, and uh, we're, we're going to have Darren Young mm-hmm. um, in the house. Uh, which I personally look forward to uh, whooping up on him. <laughs> and um, <laughs> I don't know if you saw it, man, but go to my timeline. My God, go to whether it's on Twitter, uh, uh, Facebook slash Elijah Burke, Facebook dot com slash Elijah yeah, I seen the promo. Yeah, this man had the nerves to say that he was gonna. Uh, Pope is going to show up wearing two boots, but he's going to leave the three boots. <laughs> two on his feet and one up his butt. The hell no. Don't nothing go up Pope's butt. He's going to get that. <laughs> hell to him now. But, um, but yeah, so, so Darren will be here and, uh, Vicky Guerrero will be in the house, man. And we got some big things, um, planned. And then we got a big, big match, uh, with our champion, man, uh, um, uh, a Florida legend in his own right. So man, Alex G, and um, he's going to be taking on uh, someone that you, who you mentioned earlier, 
uh, Ace Mayhem, who is a, a former developmental talent for uh, WWE, who thankfully right now and, and hopefully for the foreseeable future, unless it's the WWE comeback calling, um, exclusive to, to our brand, man. He's exclusive and he is a beast. 2018, he has been undefeated wow. and uh, he kind of holds a record for 2018 of 97-0. Yeah. Yeah, so tomorrow he's looking to make it 98 and 0 and and become the FEW champion. You know what I'm going to do right now? Yeah. I'm going to go ahead and turn you over, let y'all rap for a second, man. Okay, bring him in. Here goes Shannon, Shannon. Here goes Ace, man. Shannon, what's up, brother? Uh, nothing much, man. How are you? Man, I feel great. I'm ready to go to war. I've been training this whole week getting these guns ready, getting these sexy ads ready for all the ladies to come by the show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, wait, wait, but Jack, wait, wait, what, what's the deal with the ads? What's the deal with the, the, the sexy, uh, getting ready for the sexy lady? Why is that so? Because when you put your men down, when you put your opponents down in the ring, what you do to their women? I take them down long stroke style. <laughs> <laughs> I need the sound effect in the background. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. But man, yeah, man, I got to um, watch a little tape on you um, before I came on with you and everything. And you, you was a big dude. I, I, I see your abs. I ain't gonna call them sexy, but I mean, they, they there. They better than what I got going on over here. But uh, yeah, it's just um. How has, you know, how, how long have you been wrestling, first of all? I've been wrestling for six years. Okay. Six years. You know, what, what? August, August 31st will make it seven years. Okay. Actually, June will make it seven years. And then, you know, so you're relatively new in the game or whatever, but what I usually mm-hmm. like to give with um, some of the younger wrestlers that I've spoken with on the show previous is like, what was the hook for you? I mean, what drew you into professional wrestling? You know, um, I've always been a fan of wrestling since I was a little kid. Um, going back to about 87, when I was about three years old, and I remember turning on the TV, and, you know, back then, you know, I grew up poor. We didn't have cable. We had about maybe six channels. And in New York, you, you had channel two, you had channel four, you had Channel 5, you had Channel 11, you know, and um, at, and you had PBS, which was like Channel 13. But every Saturday, WWF superstars used to come on at noon. Mm-hmm. And I, I, remember, I remember turning on the TV and seeing WWF superstars on TV. And the first wrestlers I saw were the tag team Demolition. Oh, yeah. And they came to the ring and they had these masks on and they took the mask off and they had this face paint on and they were sticking their tongues out and it was red. And you know me, I'm a little kid and I'm looking at this like, I thought it was the coolest thing I ever saw. Yeah. <laughs> and I was immediately drawn towards it. And um, I've been a diehard fan ever since then. And, um, you know, when you're a kid, you know, you, you, you have, you have that, that platform to use your imagination and dream and think about the things you would love to do. And I remember, uh, making toy belts and stuff like yeah. that. And me and my friends would go outside and, you know, 
have uh, wrestling matches in the park and stuff like that. And it was just, you know, it was fun enjoying pro wrestling, but also being a fan of it. Um, I, I, I always wanted to be a professional wrestler, but as I got older, um, I started getting, you know, I started like gaining interest in other areas, uh, mainly theater and sports like football and basketball. Okay. And I, I played basketball and football in high school and I played basketball in college and semi-pro and I've also done theater and I became an actor. Okay. And, and now you got a couple acting credits under you from what I got. Yeah. Yeah, you got a, I think you've been on Ballers and um, South Beach Toe and a variety of other television shows and movies. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Ballers was one of the, the main shows that I was on that people recognized me from. And it's funny because I played the defensive line coach for the Dallas Cowboys. And every anybody who knows me knows that I'm a diehard New York Giants fan. Oh, that had to be rough. <laughs> everybody had, because I'm always bashing the Cowboys. I hate the Cowboys. And they were like, you got your first break on TV as a coach for the Cowboys. <laughs> I mean, so let, let, let folks step back in. I'm going to come back in, and I see y'all still going. I, I thought this interview was about folks. So let, uh, <laughs> let us do this for a second. Uh, Ace Mayhem, you got a big thing going on tomorrow. You got you got the match again. Soul Man Alice Shee, who has been the champion for almost a whole year. And we are coming up on the anniversary of him being the champion for a whole year. Mm-hmm. And so if this title versus your 2018 undefeated streak, where do you think you'll be at, you know, when you wake up on Sunday morning? What what do you think you, would you are you gonna wake up as a champion or are you going to bed as the loser? Like what's gonna happen here? I'm gonna wake up as the champion. Yeah. It was written in stone for me to be champion. When I walked through the doors of FBW, everybody looked at me like, Whoa, that guy, he's the real deal. And I bust my ass every day to make the end result being FEW heavyweight champion. So there's no other way it's going to go down for me having the belt around my waist come Sunday. Well, I, I guess that's all that needs to be said about that. Yeah. Um, and, um, hey, the, the, the boy, the boy's, uh, he's physical. He's uh he is he's a monster in his own right, man. I take the lady down, loyal society. <laughs> <laughs> hey, can can folks talk now? Can I have my interview back? All right, man. I appreciate it. Have a good one. <laughs> Lord, but uh, hey, man, that long stroke style. That is something that he makes sure he get out every single time and every single match. But um, I look forward to it. And and again, that's what I do, man. Um, I, I'm enjoying helping um the younger talent. Um, I, I'll even use this this moment of you, which I'm very uh I, I think is pretty cool. And thank you for taking that moment to acknowledge him and and talk to him about about his stuff. And my God, he was going a little long there. Yeah, I was so trying I was to reel him in, but he 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 kept it going, and that's that's the passion coming out. That's what that was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But again, he's very passionate, and um, he, he wants to get everything covered. He wants to get everything out there. 
And um, hell, that probably was him if you heard the ring already in there taking bumps again. <laughs> um, and, and that's what we like to see, uh, especially guys like myself that's been around and, um, you know, have that same passion and drive uh, that that I have. You know, even to this day, I still have because I wouldn't be out here, you know, doing you know, doing what I'm doing. I mean, hell, I just got back from uh, North Carolina and I had a, you know, I'm in the cage matching and, and folks coming off top of a darn cage and I'm looking back and I'm going, what the hell, you know? <laughs> so, <laughs> God, man, come on. But when, when it happens, it just happens. It just yeah. Happens. Um, you, your man brought up a point about um acting and everything. Um, a thing that I came across when I was just kind of digging in to your background and everything. There was a movie. You're going to bring up Dingo Unchained. Good Lord, don't bring that up. Oh, bring up what? Oh, oh good. You weren't. All right. Dingo so, all right. Well, I'm not, not going to even ask about it then. <laughs> um, <laughs> Go ahead. No, it was um because I, I just type in your name on a Google machine, see what pops up. And um, I seen your name. I clicked it. And instead of bringing me to like a Wikipedia page or anything like that, it brought me to your IMDb, which is, you know, common for a lot of professional wrestlers and everything. So, you know, usually you go in there, show the pay-per-view events you've been on, some of the um, wrestling television shows you've been on and everything, you know, nothing out of the norm. But I see here 2016, there was a movie, a short film, I believe, called Wounded and everything. So, yeah. I see it say coming soon to say 2016, but the thing about it is from me, just me looking at it, I didn't delve into it too deep, but um, it looked like it might have been put on hiatus because of the uh, death of uh, Thomas Ford yeah. uh, right around the it, time the movie was being made. Yeah, it was. It, it got completed. It went to the uh, film festivals, won some awards, but uh, as far as, uh, you know, uh, why you know it hasn't gone any further i'm not aware or familiar with but tommy you know to have the the opportunity and and i saw it back and it is it is such a um it's it's a strong piece man and it's about you know brothers who who were um wounded if you will Mm -hmm. that, that went through some some um it's a childhood trauma yeah yeah, the family abuse, if you will, mm-hmm. you know, and, and and um having to you know experience things that uh, you shouldn't, and so it left it left every brother traumatized in their own way. They dealt with the abuse in their own way, and um, it was a strong piece. And Tommy was our father, mm-hmm. um, you know, it was his brother uh, that, that that abused his kids. So it was, it was, oof. I mean, I remember when we were doing the um, reading, when we were just doing the reading of it, it brought me to tears. You know, a lot of us was crying just reading it, man. It's such a strong piece. And Tommy, I remember Tommy coming up to me, man, or me going to him, whichever way it was. I don't want to try to put myself over, but <laughs> we were in the room and we we're talking. And Tommy, you know, I said, Tommy, I said, hey, man, look, you know, I'm the Pope. Uh, you the Pope of Comedy, man, and you know who you know. I'm 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 the Pope in the wrestling. And he said we both Pope <laughs> And it was just so. I mean, we just he Tommy was so live. He was just so live, and by live, I mean uh, uh, the way you saw him on Martin. 
as we are probably more familiar with him yeah. than anything, that's who he was. And, and anytime you're an extension of yourself coming back to wrestling, that is when you're the most successful, yeah. when you are an extension of yourself. And Tommy was Tommy, man. So it was heartbreaking because his death came not too long after we finished that film. Okay. And yeah. after um, taking part in a film such as this and, you know, even kind of experiencing a little bit of loss, you know, kind of, you know, I kind of equate being on the film set, you know, depending on, you know, how it goes. I mean, you consider the people that you work with family and, you know, you lost absolutely. a little bit of your family, you know. Absolutely. But, yeah, uh, absolutely. And that's how we were. Yeah. So um, after that, did you even try to um, pursue any more film or has there not been an opportunity presented yet? Opportunities have been presented uh, uh, here or there, depending on. Um, but at the same time, <laughs> um, you know, again, I did I did Dark Knight Rise. And, you know, I was out there filming for a whole week. They called me out for a nice part. And um, I was going to be on the, you know, they, they wanted me to be one of the henchmen, you know, um, and they had my picture up on the on in the room, and uh, like, yeah, we got this for you. We want you to do it, and, and they weren't lying. They had me as one of the top henchmen on the front line, except you know, except once it came time to do the actual footage, the stuntmen were in front of us. So, uh. <laughs> so I'm like, you know, and I'm like, wait a minute, man. You mean to say I can't waste my time? And, and now I have to literally point myself out in the movie in order for you to see me in Dark Knight Rise. I was like, ah, you know, um, but, it, <laughs> but it was still, it was still cool, man. And, you know, to, to, to make the, uh, the, to make the ties with certain people and, and whatnot and network. It, it was pretty cool, uh, uh, doing that film as well. Um, the Django, uh, again, I did, before I get to Django, you know, I've done the TV show uh, for Tyler Perry, uh, the, the for better or worse, I believe it was. Um, and um, I had a little role on his show, uh, Unnecessary Roughness, or is it Necessary Roughness? Necessary Roughness or Unnecessary Roughness on USA. Forgive me for not knowing which is which. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, I was the bodyguard for the Terrell Owens character yeah. on it. Um, so, you know, uh, you know, I've, I've, I've had my moments here and there. Um, and it's all about grinding. And it's funny because we were just talking about that. Me and, um, my vice president of the Love Light Charity, which I'm sure we'll talk about later. Uh-huh. Uh, but we was talking about the same thing about, you know, movie roles and, and, you know, pursuing acting further. The only issue is being, you know, being, being a Jacksonville native and, you know, um, you know, going out there to LA boy. <laughs> you know, you, you know. Uh, yeah. I mean, just just keeping it real. Just keeping it real. I mean, because you go, you're going to take a loss. You got you got to be prepared to take a huge loss to go out there to LA and 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 grind and go to these auditions constantly and whatnot and hope that you get a call back or hope that you get a role. And so, so that's not easy. If it was easy, yeah. every one of us who have come through the ranks of the WWE you know, would have pursued those opportunities or have, you know, would be on screen right now. It's mm-hmm. just not easy. It's not that easy. Yeah. And, um, but, but before you continue, if I, if I, if I may, sir. Oh yeah. You, you may, all you may. <laughs> okay. But with that being said, I had a great opportunity with, uh, with, uh, Quentin Tarantino Ooh. when I got the call and, um, 
when I was with Impact Wrestling and and uh, his production assistant called me and talked about talked about um I, I hear some moaning in there. I wanna make sure they're okay. You can check on oh, it. It good grief. That, that that scared me. That was a big fall and I hear Yeah. <laughs> no, you just sell him real good. That's all it is. <laughs> Hey man, I hope so. <laughs> okay, yeah, everything's good. Okay, so yeah, I did the thing with Quentin Tarantino. I'm on set for three months, man. I'm supposed to be the uh, uh, what's your boy, um, Leonardo DiCaprio's. I don't know if you saw the movie because I still haven't watched it. What? I haven't, but I haven't watched it. Uh, I'll tell you why in a second. But I was Leonardo DiCaprio's. Uh, I supposed to be one of his Mandingos. Hell, I'm, and you know I'm not a bad Mandingo to have. <laughs> but um, I, I supposed to did the fight scene in the house. I was on set for almost three months. You know I'm out there, got the beard going, got my hair taken loose. You know afro without and everything, looking a mess. And um, all of a sudden the Bound for Glory series started happening with TNA, and they called me. Hey, we just need you for this one day, no. and that's when we were on Thursdays. And um, I'm like, hey, but we, we know, you know, they this today is my face day. This they need me in the camera. They need me in the camera. And um, they were like, yeah, we'll we'll fly you right back out. We'll fly you out, fly you right back oh. in the next day. And so you know. TNA, um, that's where my bread was buttered. That was home. I was leaving to take care of home. And I had a decision to make. I could stay on set and possibly be reprimanded or no longer have TNA with me um, and, and, and be able to be on the red carpet and have my name in Django and, and appear on the big screen in the movie that we, everybody knew was going to make waves and, and win some awards or whatnot. You know, or I could forsake Django and go back, you know, and, and, and do my job to which I was contracted to do. Yeah. And that's what I chose to do. And guess what? When I went back just for a day, just for a day, that was the, they went on ahead and filmed. We, we were rained on. If, if, uh, Leonardo DiCaprio was sick. Mm. So it, 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 it prolonged yeah. and delayed our taping, our filming, if you will. And the day that I leave, it's the day Leonardo's feeling better, and they're going to go ahead and shoot the scene. Mm. And if you watch the movie, there's a scene with a fight inside the house. Yeah. You know, the thing goes, and one of them was supposed to be your boy. Yeah, I'm upset now. <laughs> Yeah, so so I lost out on that opportunity. They called me and said we gotta go we gotta go with your you know, the guy behind you now. Uh that we have on standby. We gotta go with him and um we're sorry, you know, um Quentin has selected you. He has selected you personally, you know. again I I, I had the pictures when they wanted me to come do it when they reached out to me. I said, we want to select you for this part. You know, she's, Marcy was her name. She sent me the picture with my, my, uh, excuse me. She, she sent me a picture of the pictures on the wall with my picture circle where Quinn said, I want him. Yeah. So it, 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 it was, oh, it was, it was a heartbreak, man, for me. Um, it really was, it was a heartbreak. So I have never watched the movie. I have it, but I I just can't watch it. Man, yeah, I, I mean, I would feel the same way too. I mean, shit, I don't even think I want to watch it no more now. <laughs> I'm upset. <laughs> I'm legitimately yeah. upset, man. I don't know why, but I am. <laughs> I suppose then uh, again, I, don't, I only know this stuff because I was there and I know what I was supposed to do. Mm. Well, Leonardo died in the movie. I'm supposed to be carrying him 
on my shoulder in this casket or whatnot. Um, so I, like, that's one of the things I, I remember I was supposed to be doing as well. Um, cause that was in my script, but, um, Hey man, it was good to chill with, with Quentin Tarantino and, uh, talk to him personally, had fun, smacked him on his big butt. Um, <laughs> Fox, man, we know we got a, we got a, a, a locust or grasshopper, whatever the hell it was, flew in the van while we were all heading back to the hotel or to the set, whichever it was. But, uh, so it was cool, you know, the house Samuel Jackson seemingly not breaking character because he was staring me down as I was walking <laughs> by the porch to go use the restroom. So he was staring me down, you know. But yeah, so um, that was pretty cool. I mean, I remember walking past Samuel Jackson on set, man, and and um, you know, Sammy, uh, he's an amazing talent. I think we all can agree on that. But man, he stared a hole through me, and you know, I don't know if he was ribbing me or just, like I think he was just standing character or yeah. whatnot. But um, boy, it wasn't that nice. Like that day, man, you gonna speak? You want to speak? You want to say something? You know, I'm like, what's up, man? You know, <laughs> you know what I mean? That's that, that's that Southern thing, too, man. It's just like, yeah, you know, yeah. if you're going to stare, you're going to say something, you know? Yeah, he had that black snake moan look. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, geez. And Carrot Washington, man, uh, just reminiscing right now, and I'm going to turn it back over, man, just to be on set with her. And she looked at me. Um, well, again, I don't want to sound like I put myself over, but, but she had me all messed up because I didn't know <laughs> what was, I didn't know if it was a signal or what because you know, yeah. I'm ready to bounce, and you know what I'm saying. So, and I mean, in the I mean that in the most flattering, good way yes. there is, in the most respectful way possible. I got you. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Well, you know, um, with yeah. uh, with um. Being a professional wrestler and everything, I mean, you was talking about opportunities being presented. And um, I know um, a couple of times with uh, when I think TNA was on sci-fi or maybe even um, were you with WWE when it was on sci-fi for a little while? Yeah, that's that's when they launched the ECW on sci-fi. Yeah, yeah so... Yeah. Um, there was a, a lot of crossover stuff because you spoke about being on USA and then they had the Unnecessary Roughness series that you got to um, have a role in. And then... Yeah, um, that, 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 was, that wasn't through WWE. I did Unnecessary Roughness during my break from TNA uh, probably in 2013. Okay. So yeah. how, the, how the Ghost Hunters thing came about, that's kind of what I was leading to. And what was that, that like? Yeah, I, I figured that. That was the... Um, I ain't done by a long shot, bro. But um, that was <laughs> that was um that was a WWE opportunity thing. That was a crossover uh, with the WWE, and um, so I was able to go into that uh, uh, based off of interest and um, from from both sides and who would be the best for it and whatnot. And it was around that time that I was starting to push the Black Pope mm-hmm. uh, persona. So to speak, and, and um, so it was just a prime opportunity. Um, I had already become Black Pope on their website, uh, the ECW, you know, slash ECW. So I was already Black Pope. Um, I was already, um, I was one of the guys that did a column every week on, on the ECW.com. And uh, unlike many others, I was actually answering emails and responding to people personally. And, um, and and when people found out that it was actually 
Elijah Burke that was responding. You know, I had a lot of giving in hands. I'm like, I'm the paragon of virtue. I'm the, yeah. <laughs> I'm the, I'm the guy light. That's what it was, the guy light and whatnot. And um, when people started reaching out to me and, and like, man, I didn't know this was you. And they started telling me their problems or asking for advice. I thought to myself, I said, well, you know, self, what in the world can we do? Like, what type of gimmick or uh, name could you be? Like, cause these people are crying out. People are asking for mm-hmm. help, prayer, thought, leadership, whatever. And I just thought to myself, you know, there's never been a black pope. I don't want to be, there's already been a deacon Batista. There's already <laughs> been a reverend. Um, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I was like, what can I do to be different? And at that time, I said, you know what? I'm going to call myself the Black Pope. There's never been a Black Pope. And that's how Pope was born. And uh, and that segued uh, sort of kind of into me going to ECW uh, to the uh, Sci-Fi Channel's uh, Ghost Hunters or whatnot. And let me tell you what. Um, I got more of the Pope character when you went over to TNA. And I can remember... I forget the exact year it was, but I know it was on St. Patrick's Day. And I thought that's a stupid thing to do to try to book a house show in Savannah, Georgia on St. Patrick's Day. One of the most biggest St. Patrick's Day fest in the United States. So I wasn't even there, but I was still (laughs) I wasn't at the St. Patrick's Day fest. I was in there in um, I forget what um, place the TNA did the show at. But I know you you weren't there because I would have remembered that for sure. But I know the only thing I wanted out of all the merchandise, they was giving away the little brown bags with the DVDs in it and all that stuff. I got one of those just because it was cheap. But the only thing I wanted after seeing it on TV was them doggone sunglasses. <laughs> and I the got The Pope Shades. Yep. And the Pope Shades were the number one seller at one point. They, especially when I say I stay behind the, the, to to sign everybody's shades or whatever, you know they got to, you know. And Don West, God bless him, mm-hmm. that man will put those shades. Ladies and gentlemen, the Pope shades they are made with diamonds imported from Australia. You know, <laughs> he was just pushing things, and I will I would go out there to the ring like like this is just again off the cusp. I would go out there and I would go get in Don's, Don West's ear and tell and tell him to tell the people like they normally run for this much. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Normally, Pope said these chains sell for ten dollars, but Pope, boy, he gave you guys a deal today. You're not gonna believe this. Pope just informed me that you can get his Pope shades. With diamonds that are imported all the way from New Zealand for just okay, guys, hold on to this nine ninety nine. What a deal, you know! And it would be so funny, man. It would be so funny. Just Don West, when you talk about somebody that could dog on and sell a, sell a pair of dentures that that's already owned to the same individual, Don can do it. Oh yeah, Don great. yeah. And, and I miss that guy, man. What is he doing now? Don, man, Don, he's still he's doing that. I think he uh, he does it for 
either a baseball company or a hockey company or something, but he basically does, is doing the same thing and is happy. I had a chance to call Slammiversary with him um, two years ago, I believe, and, um, you know, he, trust me, he was not trying to come back to no CNA. He came in. Yeah. He wasn't trying to come back. He just came in to do the appearance and, um, you know, sold some stuff from him. Uh, they got rid of all the merchandise that was, quote unquote TNA at the time. Mm-hmm. He they, they used him to get rid of all those merchandise and sell it. He did that from home. Set up a camera, green screen and just did that at home. And um he you know, he said, Nah man, I'm not trying I'm too happy. I'm stress free. Yeah. I'm happy. Yeah. I'm I'm, I'm making money and I'm uh, getting spend time with the wife from home. I don't need it. I'm good. So yeah, Don was great. Man, uh, <laughs> that dude was great, but <laughs> He really was, man. He really was. Um, and, and I'm sure that always, you know, as long as there's a Jeff Jarrett around, he'll always have a job if you need one because Jeff always brings back uh, Don West. And that, that's, that's what's good about, you know, uh, being a great uh, uh, person and, and a hard worker because Don, man, Don did it all. Mm-hmm. Now we we kind of jumped all over the spectrum as far as uh, your career goes and everything, but this is where we kind of uh, fact checked our Wikipedia here. Uh, we got here for you that a uh, former a former corrections officer and um, amateur boxer. I know they played that up on um, your character for television or whatever, but is there any validity to that? Well. First off, I guess I got to go back on there and change that because I was I was a dual officer, so they I don't know who went and edited that, but that's what I tell people about Wikipedia. Mm-hmm. How to, why the hell y'all go to Wikipedia for anything? Because me and uh, my my help, my assistant, uh, uh, you know, <laughs> she goes on there and makes sure everything stays the way it's supposed to be, anyways. Yeah, you know, why do people take to Wikipedia as a fact? Uh, when 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 people like you and I can I can go to the computer right now and go change it. Yeah. Well, I mean that's you why know? you're here. That, I got the source. <laughs> well, no, 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 no. I'm, I'm just I'm just saying. Yes, I I uh, I, I I started in corrections, crossed over. Uh, I got dual certified to become an officer uh, in Jacksonville, um, and um, I left uh, at my fifth year. Uh, once I got a call from Jim Quinnette saying. Hey, Elijah. (laughs) 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 It's Jim (laughs) Quinnett. I'm pretty sure you appreciate that. But you got something. We can train you. You're talented. You're in good shape. I understand you used to box. Well, don't worry about it because we can throw you how to, we can show you how to throw a work punch so you don't knock nobody out in the ring. <laughs> so if you want to come back up here to OBW and train, I can't guarantee you're going to get a contract with WWE, but I can almost guarantee you're going to get a contract with the WWE. <laughs> and, um, that, that was, that was dream realization right in front of me. That, that, that was a dream. And that's, and, and therefore, you know, instead of, you know, continuing the ride around, um, you know, until I could get my own car, like, you know, do the ride-alongs and all yeah. that stuff. I, I said, man, I'm going to go ahead and, you know, this is a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. And, and for a lot of us, uh, it is. Uh, uh, some of us get, some people get second and third chances to go back. You know, some don't want to go back, yeah. you know, but it was a once-in-a-lifetime for me. And I'm not saying that I won't ever go back because I get the old, I get it all the time and the NXT and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, so that is accurate. 
um, uh, my boxing record. What does it say? On here, it says um, real life professional uh, record is uh, 98 and 1 on what they said on television was 103 and 1. Uh, yeah, 102 some, by some, way of knockout. Some, some, some stupid have no time to do anything. Bastard went on there and, and changed it, but uh, <laughs> I hope they hear this, you little bastard. Um, but, no, go find something to do. Don't be out there <laughs> trying to ruin my stuff, but yeah, the real record is not 8 and 1. Okay. Uh, my, my professional record, uh, our amateur record, uh, tough man, all of that is combined into that, okay? Because um, I, I would do tough man um, here in Florida. Mm-hmm. Uh, with the tough man competition and um, I did the amateur boxing and you know the guns and hoses they put me in the Hall of Fame three years ago um, in the guns and hoses Hall, Hall of Fame that's the ring that would often you would see on um, when I was commentating that nice big uh, ring um, so yeah I had quite the impressive record and I was the showman um, the showman of all showmen um, I was I was going out there putting on the show uh, and, and and being a trendsetter and and now other people try to do it. Uh, so in, in as much so, we were only allowed to go out there and wrestle, excuse me, box in a tank top and, and, and you know, the shorts. You yeah. have to have on the FOB or the, the, the for fraternal order of police or you had on the, the fireman jersey. And, um, you know, I just threw caution to the wind and, man, I went out there full Ric Flair style. And when I say full Ric Flair, I'm not talking about a bathrobe. I'm not talking about some, some cheap knockoff robe that you can buy in the store. I'm talking about seamstress of my own, tailored to fit me. I'm just talking about I went all out. Mm-hmm. I have I had guys dressed in suits and bodyguards, you know, so I would go in and I would I would I would deliver a show, man, and they wanted me to do that every year. So yeah, I lost one time and um I was trying to get to a hundred. Yeah. Um sometimes sometimes I fought twice. Um just because I I I knew I was, you know, ready to get out of it. And uh, I was trying to um I did stop at one point but what happened was, um, during one of the tough man shows, I show up with my, my, my lady on my side. I had, I just came from church, as a matter of fact. I had on my, my Fasasi, uh, shirt and I had my dress shoes, my slacks, and I'm sitting VIP. And, um, one of the fighters who, whom is a regular, who I consider a friend at the time, um, and then to this day, but we just not personal or close or anything like that, yeah. but, uh, um, he he was doing what we call a Thunderdome match. And a Thunderdome match is basically a two-on-two or a three-on-two. Excuse me, a two-on-two or a three-on-three. Mm-hmm. And what happens is everybody get in for a round. Oh, yeah. Everybody gets in for a round, you know. And if everybody survives, then everybody gets in for the finale. That's what they call Thunderdome. So sometimes it could be two-on-three, three-on-two or or, or, or you know, three on one, unless the yeah. person said, hell no, I'm not doing that. <laughs> Screw it. I give up. You know, you know, so that, but it, it, that's what happened. I showed up and it was, um, it was a guy called Gator who was my friend. And, um, he was boxing, uh, fighting with a about 400, 300 plus pound white guy. And they were fighting, uh, two guys. And the other side, there was a, near 400 pound black guy. That's how, so they would try to pair by weight. Yeah. And this 
this black guy, this 400 pounder man, he ate up that, that 300 plus pound white guy and, and made him quit in no time. Like, you know, he didn't knock him out or anything, but he just beat him up so bad that the guy's just like, I can't. Mm-hmm. And he got out. So in Thunderdome rules, now it's going to be a two on one. And, and, and they knew I was there that night. And so all of a sudden, they, they, the, the announcer says, Hey, you know, my, my, my fighting name was the Ayatollah. That was my thing. I was, a, I was a cop, an officer. So I didn't want people to know my real name. I know, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Cause, you know, I didn't gotcha. want things to get back. Not supposed to do that, actually. Yeah. So, uh, so like, the Ayatollah, hey man, come on. Boy, that's what you say, you know, and getting the crowd hype and they all like pointing over telling me to get in and Gators like motioning his boxing glove and, and I just stood up and I always wore my little fighting tank top on that said county jail that was orange with black writing county jail underneath and I said, what the hell? And I went back and got in the ring and, and, um, and, and I almost got knocked out by that 400 <laughs> <laughs> no. Good Lord, he was throwing. When I say he was throwing haymakers, man, he was throwing haymakers. Yeah, you probably throwing hay bale machines at you. <laughs> man, listen, all I did was call him with a straight left jab to his chin. I, I, I felt a whiff. Nobody knows this. I felt a whiff of his glove, and it knocked me through the bottom rope. Jeez. And I got up and I started trying to do my little Shawn Michaels slash Ric Flair slash Jeff Jarrett strut, uh, you know, shaking my head. But if the ropes weren't there, brother, I would have fell through it because my world was spinning. <laughs> he barely touched me. Ooh, ooh. So now, and I come on, and you know what the announcer had the the, the, the audacity to say, "Oh, I am told her, come on, man, stop playing because it's a useless here. <laughs> Always, you know, putting on a show, clowning around, and you know they just knew I was just just putting on. And uh, so when they when they referee checked me, like you good man? Even the referee didn't think I was hurt, but I was man, I, my, it was spinning in there. I was seeing stars. And so when they started back up for us to continue the fight, I just ducked and dodged, ducked and dodged, let him swing, 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 and because he was throwing those haymakers, and when he came across with that right. And I ducked underneath and came back up. I just caught him with a left to his chin. Mm. And, he, and he went straight down. Man. All right. So I've had um, a guest on here, James Gabsy. He did some, some MMA training and fighting and everything or whatever. And I'm going to pose the same question to him. Um, I mean, to you that I posed to him. Okay. What would compel you to want to get punched in the face? <laughs> and I'm going to see you what compelled you to want to get punched in the face and raise you to that's why I got the hell out of it. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, that, I mean, no, really, again, my, as I, as I gave you the example with how I went to the ring, mm-hmm. you know, I had, I had the wrestling belt. I, I had them carrying the, the, the U S title and the world tag team title to the ring <laughs> of WCW. At the time, you know, like I had those brand new belts. I, I was a fan, just like obviously, you know, like everybody else. That's why we do this. Yeah. Uh, Mark, you want to call it a Mark, but yeah, if I had those belts, man, I only had the passion to entertain. Hmm. Um, there were people that I, I knocked this one guy out. I mean, I called him 
and I'm not, I'm not, and I, I'm trying to get people in to help me that. Like, I, because I have a heart, I care about people, you know, and, and so I don't like, I don't, obviously I don't want to get beat up, but I don't yeah. like beating people up either, you know, but I just wanted to go out there and entertain. And, and, and luckily, um, my, my, my drive and will to want to entertain, um, it, it was quenched by me getting the opportunity to get into the field of which I am to this day, and that's professional wrestling. Word. Now, yeah, I didn't get hit much. Now, I didn't get hit much. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm looking at the record, and you validating it. So I, I believe you didn't get punched too much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. But um, through all the things that you've been through, um, you know, earlier on in your career and whatnot, and all the way up until today, you know, you're still hooking in and jabbing in there. And by by the way, you know, from the first time I seen you on television. You know, seeing you perform in the ring and everything, all the way up until current day today, you you look the same, man. I mean, how how you do it? You got like some secret elixir or something? You got some Pope magic that keep you in shape? Or what, what's going on? Man, man, just just trying to just just living healthy, man. And and I know that you, you hear people say that all the time. You, know, you want to talk about somebody that looks great and don't look like they look a couple of years or ten years ago? Google Shannon Moore and go to his. <laughs> go find go, go Google Shannon Moore. Good God, that, that man Sh- Shannon Moore is looking like Shannon Moore looks like Big Papa Pump era nineteen ninety nine. Good Lord, I mean he's in he's in phenomenal shape. Oh, yeah. And um, all I'm going to say about that. <laughs> But um, but yeah, man. I just you know I don't I don't do the drinking, don't do the smoking, and you know I always try to watch what I eat or whatnot. Um, got room for improvement, just like anybody else, man. But I just try to keep it together, bro. Just try to keep it together. Yeah. Now, I mean, I never really asked any of the other uh, performers that um, came on the show, but like, how hard is that? You know, just for everybody else to kind of comprehend what you, y'all guys go through. I mean, you go, you're on the road here and there, in and out of hotels and wrestling rings and everything. And how hard is it to try to maintain that healthy lifestyle and perform and drive here and do this and do all those other things? Very, very hard. Uh, and as much so, like right now, I, I, uh, I'm, I'm doing the, um, intermittent fasting. Um, that's one of the things I do, uh, especially if I feel myself getting, getting gone out of control. Um, you know, um, you, you asked if I had any special elixirs or, or pope magic. No, but I definitely had a lot of, uh, uh, pope curses and, and pope drugs, if you will. <laughs> drugs are and, and, and that is simply, uh, milk and cereal. And, oh. and, 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 and any, any, any form of, uh, animation, adult animation like Family Guy or Bob's Burger or American Dad, I cannot watch those, uh, without having so a sick. huge yeah. love series or two. You. you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so I'm, I want to always be a big kid at heart and, um, that's good lord. So that was my, that, that, that hurts. So, well, I was able to go through, uh, uh, my withdrawal period and, <laughs> and when I say the withdrawal, the withdrawal and, um, I do intermittent fasting now and, and it's kind of, you know, I have to try to eat, uh, just within the eight hour period okay. and, 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 um, stay in the gym. Yeah. Man. 
It's hard on the road, man. Uh, just so everybody know, as you uh, mentioned, it's very hard on the road uh, to maintain. And, and he, you know, sometimes just yesterday uh, when I arrived in my uh, Miami, you know, the first thing I did, I went to Walmart. I got a, I got a bag of steam, um, a steamer bag of uh, green beans, and and I brought a rotisserie chicken. You know, and and, and there, there was my lunch, and it was my dinner too. You know, um, because you, you got to just try to find the the healthiest option possible yeah. if you plan on being in the healthiest shape possible. Yeah, cool. Now, uh, another thing that I ask a lot of performers when they come on: How was your first bump? Do you remember it? Oh yeah, I remember. I remember. Um, then it was good. Hmm. <laughs> it wasn't hard. It wasn't. I mean, once you once you learned it, uh, I, I, I think I'll say it. It was good. I'm not gonna say it hurt anything when you land wrong because there's gonna be times where you bite your tongue, jar your neck, all of that, your elbows, your wrists. Uh, but just being so excited, you know, being so excited. Yeah. And I was training in the old the old uh, Davis Arena, which was in Indiana, before it moved to Shepherdsville Road in Louisville, Kentucky. So this was like an old, cold, stinky, rinky-dinky building that they used to do OVW in. You probably see some of the old footage of OVW yeah. on the WWE network so it was it was not nice no heat and it and, and i'm talking about snow outside so it's super cold super cold on the inside and um you know you think once you go inside it will be a little bit warmer but it was actually colder on the inside because of the concrete walls and everything and um i, I was being trained um um, by Nick Nansmore, but it was all fun. The 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 the, the hurt, the pain, it was all fun. It's like, man, this is what it's like. This is this is the journey. Mm-hmm. So it, it it was embraced wholly and fully um, by me. Maybe not as much today, but certainly <laughs> then. <laughs> yeah. Now it's like I ain't bumping unless I got to. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I understand you know? that. Yeah, you gotta 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 save. Yeah, man, gotta save when I'm training the kids. And I'm like, you know, I got just like before, um, before, before you and I got uh, connected here, you know, I got to get him bump for you. Okay. Well, you're going to, you're going to bump extra now. Mm-hmm. You know, I got to get him, show you how to do this, show you how to take this bump, that bump. Come on. See, but, um, see that's when you get your yeah. star pupils up there. You'd be like, all right. Yeah. You explain it. Then you'd be like, here, you guys demonstrate. And boom, there it is. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Certainly. Certainly. <laughs> but um, uh, again, that that itch, man, that drive, mm-hmm. that drive, you'll you'll never not lose it, you know. Uh, you just you just not. Now, I mean, and, and even for those when they become uh, Arn Anderson, you know, um, and I don't think I'll be out loud in saying this, but if may, maybe for health reasons only, but Arn still gets in the ring. Oh yeah, I believe it. Even to this day, he still gets in the ring, and I, I, I'm 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 sure even. To this day, he still have the itch to want to bump for somebody. I'm sure he probably have them bumping, but I know, <laughs> you know, when I was up there, Arm was still bumping. He would get in the ring, show us how to do stuff, and still take a bump, you know. And I know he still gets in the ring and, and roll around and teach people stuff even to this day. So you're never gonna lose that. Not if you're passionate yeah. about this sport. Well, yeah, I had the opportunity. I got a minor in professional wrestling as well. 
um, and I had uh, the, one of the guys that was overseeing the training or whatever. He um, big six foot three guy, three hundred something pounds or whatever, and um, he got his bell rung pretty good in the ring. And um, doctor was telling me he can't be in the ring doing bumps and all kind of stuff like that. So he would be there watching us. And like I would do something wrong, and he'd be like, "God damn it!" Then he would get in the ring, and he like he had to catch himself, or we had to stop him because we ain't want him to, you know, hurt himself. But he would try to fight it so hard, but he couldn't stay out of the ring for whatever. He slapped yeah. he slapped a mess out of me one time, trying to show me how to pull a punch, and he didn't do it successfully. But <laughs> that, yeah, man, I speaking of punches, uh, I, I originally. And even to this day, I, I tried to model my punch. Go watch the, the 2004, 5, 6 era of OBW. Like, if you type in OBW mm-hmm. uh, television, and, uh, like old school, um, and you can see that intro, uh, it got the Bashers, it got Mr. Russell, Nick Dismore, mm-hmm. it got Matt Morgan, it got Mark Henry. Yep. But if you can see that intro, it's, it's, it's a part in there where Jim Cornette turns around and punches the the Jesus out of that's his word the Jesus but I mean the the way he threw that punch Jim Cornette man and when when I got up there and I saw that opening I saw him do that punch that is how I learned to start throwing work punches because I tried to emulate his punch okay and 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 I I would take a a string and hang it from the uh the ceiling ceiling fan or something or or the, I had a light bulb. In yeah. the bathroom that I would work on punching, I was like, "Man, if you hit this thing too hard, you, gonna... you know, <laughs> you know, like so, so, and that's how I was able to do it because in the beginning I had issues um, pulling my punches, you yeah. know, and and if you want, even when even when I got up there and I got into my rapid fire punches in the corner, I'm sure I, I know I was being real, but I I know I did I would lay it in uh, with this guy particularly, and he'll tell you, and that's Stevie Richards. Mm-hmm. I would be going on him in the corner on ECW. Oh my God, Jesus, that's the Lord. Oh my God, Jesus. you know, because I yeah. and he, and then once he gets to the back, he'll be like, um, thanks for the punches. There was, you know, I didn't feel a thing. And it's like, oh, I know I need to light it up. Okay, I get it. Yeah, but yeah. that was only with him. So mm-hmm. I don't know if it was shooting or not. So. Yeah. I um I watched a little bit of your know, OVW stuff. Uh, earlier today or whatever, and uh, I forget who it was, but uh, I, I, because I, 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 you bring up the punches and everything, how you had a you know, a little bit of difficulty with it, and that was kind of cited in the Wikipedia article. So I went back and I looked at some of the earlier stuff just so I can see if you know where the change started happening at. Because I I watched one match and you didn't really throw punches per se, but it was like a lot of short forearms and everything. Then that that one thing I was taught, and I, I teach uh, the kids today, and you know when I'm on these indie shows, or, or, and they ask me for advice or whatnot. But why are you doing something you can't do well? Yeah, you make them all look bad. You make yourself look bad. You make the person who's trying to make you look good look bad, and then you're doing something that look bad but hurts like hell. And it's like, why are you doing it? If you can't, if you can't throw a punch, throw a forearm. Mm-hmm. And so that was my, my thing with the forearms was just my way of being safe until I got to the point to where I could throw them like, like there was nothing to it, you know? And when I got up in the E, you know, that was, 
you know, me being a, a boxer and everything, that's yeah. who I am. So I certainly had to incorporate it into my work. And so that's why I always, you know, that's why I had to four up. And that's why, you know, once I got him in the corner, I went with those body shots to the head, head mm-hmm. to the body and started with those rapid punches, you know, and, um, and, and that was just a little takeaway from the late Vader as well, yeah. where I started coming up to the head and, you know, whiffing them and all that. So that was one of the cool parts. You know, you take a little something from everybody and you make it your own. Yeah. Ain't that right, Rainmaker? No. Okada. <laughs> so, Oh, what what? Um, another match I came across. It was um, the- and, 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 and I'm being I'm being facetious when I say that and I do that. But uh, uh, hats off to Okada. Yeah, uh, because that's what you do, man. And um, he was he was always a he was such a good guy to be around. And um, and and it's a, it's the sincerest form of flattery for me. And for you to go up and to go to Japan and, and, and take the aspects of the Pope character and, and, and do it and make it your own. Great. That, that's cool. Just like when I see people do the double knees and in the corner, you know, whether it was Paul Birch or Sasha Banks, whether it's, uh, uh, the, the, the other kid that was, Jack, what was he, Asian? I can't remember his name. He was from NXT too. Um, but there's so many people that I've not seen do the knees, the double knees in the corner. I like when people do stuff that I created. Mm-hmm. That's not a people hit me up all the time. I saw this person do this stuff. Great. I mean, that's that's a shout out to me. Yeah. I don't have a problem with that. Pope is cool with that, Daddy. See, I, 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 go I, ahead. I got some points on on that uh, sentiment what, that you uh, just brought up. What up? See, I, I feel like you're reading my mind right now because I was just about to bring up the. Um, the uh, new breed versus the ECW originals, the um, extreme rules match. I think it was on ECW television. And the end of that, what I remember is you flying halfway across the ring, double knee and dreamer in the back through the table. And Sabu. Oh, Sabu. I'm sorry. And I was just like, God dang. <laughs> Cause it looks so, it looks so good. And I can remember whenever I had my little foyer into training or whatever, that was one of the moves I wanted to put in my move set. Um, now the moves and everything. I'm looking at a current WWE television and you know, some of the other things. Um, uh, even New Japan. I, I don't know how long the move been around though, but the thing that they call the sling blade, the one that Finn Balor do, the one that Seth Rollins do, the one that, uh, uh, Tanahashi does in New Japan. The first person I ever seen do that was JTG. Oh, cause I, you're talking about the calf ring. Yeah. Like the, the shout out or whatever. The, yeah. I know it's, uh, well, the calf wrangler is where he, well, Calf Wrangler was Jeff, uh, that was, uh, Cowboy James Storm, James Storm version of it. Mm-hmm. But, uh, is that when he ducks under and switched from one arm and then comes around with the other arm? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So, anyways, um, yeah, in Impact Wrestling, we call that the Calf Wrangler. That was, cause, you know, uh, James Storm, <laughs> James Storm is the guy that'll take everybody to move. He, he, <laughs> Even if you're going to wrestle right now, <laughs> and that's my boy, that's my boy. But Jason, hey, that's what it's there for. He don't care, mm-hmm. you know. He don't care. So uh, if, if Flair wasn't Flair, he'd probably put the figure four on right before Flair went out to the ring. <laughs> but um, but um, yeah. So I I don't know. I I think Jason was probably one of the first 
person that I saw use the move. Yeah. And then I've, I've noticed there's a lot of tropes, especially with a, a few, uh, well, I don't want to say it's what I've noticed, but I've noticed that a lot of black wrestlers would use some variation of the flatliner. I don't know why that is, but like what I think Bobby Lashley had a variation of it. Shelton Benjamin has a variation of it. Uh, Cedric Alexander has a variation of it. Um, and it's just like countless other people that I've seen. I can't remember names right off the top of my head, but that's the ones that stand out to me. They all have a variation. Our uh, truth all have a variation of the freaking flatliner or the downward spiral or the complete shot, and I don't know why that is. Probably because why? Probably because everybody that you just mentioned outside of Bobby Lashley, of course, is just used to being on their back. <laughs> so why not? You know why not? But um, I, I, I don't know. Um, that's that's crazy. I never thought about that. I, don't know. I never thought about that. You're absolutely right. But yeah. what's wrong with that? Oh, nothing. I don't know. I just thought it was like weird. It's just like uh, only black people do this move. I don't see nobody else do it. The, fir- <laughs> the, the only the first person that I ever saw do it though was a uh, Chris Canyon though. <laughs> Yeah, I, yeah. Well, Chris Canyon innovated a lot of stuff that's yeah. been stolen and just you know made into what it is. Uh, one thing I attempted to do, and I think I have done, um, was was to create my own move set and to do things that nobody has seen and some things that they just won't be able to do. And uh, one of the things that I think I will always have the exclusive ownership rights. Knock on wood. If somebody else pulls it off, then great. It's my outer limits elbow. Uh, I've, I've seen people jump off the rope, run to the rope, jump on the bottom rope to try to do the, you know, top rope where you, where I stand on my, do, do, a, do, um, like a handstand. I don't even do Yeah. I, I, I'm trying to figure out how to describe it because it's not a headstand because I don't use my head. Yeah. Hands. You know, I, I, yeah. So, um, I've, not, I've never seen anybody else pull that off. Uh, I've seen people attempt it, but, you know, maybe more like the Mark Henry version or the Big Show where they bounce on the bottom yeah. of middle rope and then jump off. Big Show never yeah. makes that move, though. No, he, i never seen him hit nobody with that once. <laughs> never. Uh, you got to get him down somehow. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, oh. I don't know. My my four up punch um, is, yeah. is, is 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 Pope. It's, it's Elijah Burke. You know, you might see somebody drop down and slap the guy or something. But you know, Dustin Rose, uh, Goldust style. But you know, ain't nobody. Look, uh, I don't think anybody's confident enough to throw a four up punch uh, the way I do it. Uh, and I take I take pride in that stuff. You know, I take pride in the things that I've I've created and I, I've done and and that are just. You go, man. That is that's Pope. That's that's Elijah Burks. You know, and and that's what we kind of want to. You know, at the end of the day, all of us want to have a something to be remembered by. Um, you know, uh, entertained to in such a way that you know when people see things and they can say, man, that reminds me of or that was so and so. And I think that's pretty cool. Yeah. But you know, your as I told you at the top of the show, the your lasting impression on me is your confidence. And, you know, the way you were able to speak and um, present yourself, 
you know, on camera and in the ring and everything. And it was something that I really appreciated. And, you know, outside of the, the gif or gif or whatever people call it, the portrait, <laughs> you know, that's one of the other reasons why I wanted to get you on the show and um, just chop it up with you a little bit and, you know, spread more words and wisdom of the Pope to the, to the there world. You go. Hey, ain't, ain't nothing wrong with that, man. And I'm um, certainly, I'm glad that you uh, came across and I'm glad that you reached out. The funny part is there are so many interviews and, and podcast requests that I have just not got, I just haven't gotten to, you know, and that's crazy, man. That's crazy that somehow you and I made it happen and, because, <laughs> because I have so many in the queue that it's, it's, it's you know, and I apologize if they hear this, but uh, we'll get to it. We'll, yeah. we'll, we'll get to it. You, uh, the timing was just right uh, for you and I, and um, it's, it's cool. Um, you know, I'm, I'm down here getting ready for this FEW show. I was able to take a break, you know, our biggest show of the year, which is going to be tomorrow at 7 o'clock at Chorus Spring High School, and I know this way air before then. But the cool part is um, the, the reason I love FEW is because it's, it's ran by a guy who has a mind like me where we're community-focused. And we love helping the community and people that, that, that are in need of help, uh, which is why I have my charity, the Love a Lot Charity. So if you're listening to this, you can go mm-hmm. visit love-mark, that's the subtraction sign, alive.org. Uh, I always try to get people to donate a dollar. Um, and, and, and while, while that may seem like little, you know, well, I, I have, uh, we, we have to go through my Facebook and delete people just to add people you know i got all these people that follow me and i got uh all these quote-unquote friends on facebook but if i just had the friends that on facebook alone not the almost hundred thousand on twitter not the you know forty thousand on instagram um at the black pope by the way uh but but if i had them to donate a dollar man can you imagine my charity you know we'd be able to do so much more. But my event for my charity, the Love of Our Charity is coming up on January the 12th. And this year we've added something um, different to it, a little extra added uh, bonus or or a different aspect, I should say, but I consider it a bonus for me personally is because FEW is going to come from Miami all the way down to Jacksonville. Last year they helped out. The town of here helped out. We served over 500 people out of Burger King. And that's what's cool about my charity. We don't feed them out of a bag. We don't give them peanut butter and jelly sandwiches, a cold cuss, a bologna. We feed them out of Burger King, yo. And that's the cool part. And we don't just feed them. We clothe them. We give them hygiene products. And these are a lot of homeless people and displaced families. That's what we focus on. We focus on the lower end of the community. Those people that are on the streets don't have nowhere to go. We have brand new blankets for them. We give them the blankets to the people that are sleeping on the streets. We give shoes, whatever we have that we can contribute to help make someone life better. And just to say, hey, look, if you don't feel like you love, we love you. And that's why we're doing it, because we're putting our own money into this. I swipe my own card, okay, every single year. And um, I, I, I just reach out to people and say, hey, look, if you got a dollar, man, if you can forsake $5, I mean, put, say I'm not going to eat a Happy Meal today, because um, some of you don't even finish your Happy Meals once you get them. You don't even finish your value meals. You you eat it until you're full. I saw a family at McDonald's when I went to get a, a sweet tea for my sister. They didn't even fit. They had all these this 
tray of food and all these fries. And hell, if you're going to eat McDonald's, you got to eat the fries. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Man, they just got up and just went and threw it all in the trash. And my heart, it just sunk. It just sunk. Because it was watching somebody throw trash food that they didn't want into the trash at a McDonald's on the outside and watching a homeless guy walk up to that trash can, remove the lid and, and go uh, on a savage hunt or whatever they call them to to find that food that was thrown away and put it right in his mouth and start eating. Like he just, like he just found the, you know, a gold mine. Yeah. And so that is what started the love of our charity at that moment. That's what started it. You know, I had, I grew, I grew up in the area where, uh, homelessness and, and people on the streets were a common thing. I used to walk past people going to get a box of cereal for Saturday morning for me and my family. You know, I used to see homeless people going to school constantly. So that's where my heart is. And that's always loving to help others. And that's what fighting evolution does on a consistent basis as well. And they're going to join me on January the 12th. We're going to do our, our love drive. That's what we call the events where we just show love to the people that need it. Um, people in the women's shelters. Well, they come with their kids. Man, we have coloring books, book bags, and all the necessary tools for them to achieve academic success on the inside of it. And, and, and again, we just we just do our thing. But this year, uh, Fight Evolution is going to come down. They're going to help us uh, with with our love drive, and then we're going to run a show that night to benefit the charity. How cool is that? That's freaking amazing. And um, if you're listening, if you're hearing me right now, um, if you want to request more information about the charity event and help out or donate or do something, um, the email address for that is the Love Alive Charity at Gmail dot com. All one word. Amen to that, man. So. Uh, we appreciate it, and I appreciate you giving me the time, the opportunity, and the platform to share it uh, uh, about my cha- uh, my charity. Uh, had you not given it to me, I would have taken it anyway. So, yeah, yeah, I believe uh, it. <laughs> <laughs> but no, uh, real talk, man. I, I think it's always cool. And you know what, man? I love when I do an interview, and I feel like I'm talking to somebody you know, that, that's just chill. That's just cool. And, and like somebody that, um, I've already known. And so Shannon, that's, 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 uh, that's a big compliment to you, man, because I don't usually, uh, get so chill so instantly or whatnot, but you, you just, you just a cool person, man. All right. I, I really appreciate I, that, man. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean that from the bottom of my, my heart, man. Um, I, I don't do it often. I know that I don't talk way too long. Um, but that's what happens when you, you know, when you're chilling and you're having a good time. Cause now I got to get up, uh, run and, and, and say good, goodbye to the students that are still here and, and to JB Cool. And, um, I'm going to have to try to run and find me something suitable to eat before my time expires. So yeah, you know, Walmart open 24 hours. Got to get that steam bag of green beans and that rotisserie chicken. <laughs> yeah, you know good and well the rotisserie chicken yeah, you're be right. going out. You're right. You're right. <laughs> you and know I- they be gone, man. You go, you can go walking up in there looking for it if you want to. You ain't gonna find it with a little warmer by the register. Well, you're gonna get two bags of steamed peas and everything. <laughs> Yeah, man. I, I, just, I try to stay away from the over overly processed stuff and all of that, man. You know, I try to just, again, I, I try to eat frozen vegetables, you know, stay away from the canned vegetables. And, um, you know, meat-wise, I just try to stay away from the grease. 
if I if I if we sent my stomach man right now, I would get sick. Yeah, literally. I, I, I understand because you can you can always tell the difference when you're eating clean and whatnot, and you just had that one morsel of junk food or grease or whatever the case may be, and it's just like straight to the bottom. I'm like, oh, what a bathroom. Yeah, <laughs> yep. we'll tear you up. But hey, man, be sure to um um you know. When you're ready to do it again, man, I, I'm gonna make time for you. Um, I would love to do a follow up oh, I'm uh, on this. That that'd be pretty cool, man. You know, sometime after the uh, uh, into the next year, the new year, Lord's willing, you and I both um, we're here. I would love to talk about you know the things that have happened from you know this point on and, and until when we reconnect again. I think that'd be pretty cool. Oh, man. You, you ain't even got to ask me twice. A- as it is with every guest that's been on this show, the door is always open for you to come back to talk that thing that you do and promote anything and everything and I'll just, just hang out and chill. It was, it's whatever, man. I appreciate you. I like it. <laughs> Alright, before we go, go ahead and let everybody know where they can find you on social media. Social media across the platform, Twitter, as well as Instagram. If you want to reach out and talk to yours truly, you want to find out what's going on with your boy Pope, just type in the, as in dog, A-B-L-A-C-K-P-O-P-E, the, not the, but the Black Pope. That's on Instagram, as well as at the Black Pope on Twitter. If you want to reach out to me on Facebook, there's two ways you can do it. Facebook.com slash Elijah Burke. Or you can go to my athlete page, which is Elijah Burke, a.k.a. The Pope. Please do not go to any other one because, you know, that's not your boy Pope. It's some imposter. It's some bastard that's on Wikipedia changing Pope <laughs> information. Don't do that, daddy. <laughs> yeah, I just got and you on I, Instagram. And if I promise, I, I promise you I'm going to give him a four up. You know, straight straight to the jaw, man. Changing post stuff. <laughs> All right, man. Um, thank you once again. Uh, I appreciate everything that you've done for me. You know, just entertaining me, you know, giving of yourself, you know, being away from your family, being out on the road, you know, damaging your body to entertain yeah. me. So I, I appreciate that very much. I appreciate it too, man. Thank you for letting me know that. Uh, that means a lot when we hear people like you say that because um, people don't know how rough it is, you know, but I already know just from us talking, you understand the ins and outs and you know what it's like, you know, for us to be these types of journeymen that we are living on the road. So thank you. And that was my guest this episode, Elijah Burke. Uh, big shout outs to Ace Mayhem um, got to speak with that guy, as you heard there for a couple minutes. And um, I'm not going to say, you know, give any spoilers or anything, but um, he might be uh, eight to ten pounds heavier, if um, I'm not mistaken. So uh, if you could find means to watch that show that they promoted here during the podcast, uh, go check it out. December to remember. And um, that's with a uh, fighting evolution wrestling. So try to find you some means to check that out. Follow their Instagram, follow their Twitter and whatnot. And, uh, be a part of the brand. And I, I really enjoyed this interview, man. It was just like, I was talking to an old friend. Like I was talking to one of my former service mates or whatever. Like it, it was just cool. And, and you know, <laughs> as much shit as I give Okada, 
And, you know, I, I tell people I don't like him. I mean, I'm not saying that he's not good. I'm not saying, I mean, people, you can not like certain things and, you know, it be an issue for you not liking them. I mean, it's just not my bag. I mean, people, some people like Brussels sprouts. Other people don't like Brussels sprouts. You know, I mean, you can not like things. And um, just the comparisons, because like, you know, I had to go back and look some of the footage from some of his matches just to jog my memory and everything. And I'm looking at the Pope and the jury, the coat, the freaking spreading the arms out wide, the money falling from the ceiling and everything. That's motherfucking Rainmaker. <laughs> and it's crazy that he bring that up because as soon as he started talking about it, I started seeing it in my mind. It was like a split screen. I was seeing Okada on one side, him on the other side. And I was like, oh, man. <laughs> and then um, even him talking about working closely with Dusty Rhodes and everything. I mean, hearing him talk and hearing Dusty's voice in my head is just like, Listen, listen to listen to me. I mean, it's very similar and everything. I mean, that that was his muse, his influence and everything. And it's just cool to hear him talk finally of the man and just everything we talked about. I mean, this is fun. I really enjoyed this. And, you know, if you want to come back, I, I would very much so appreciate it. I had a good time. As soon as I got off the line with the dude, I went downstairs and talked to my wife about it. And, you know, that's truly a mark of a good guest if I'm sitting down there talking about everything that I spoke about with, with Mrs. B. Rob, which that doesn't go to say I don't do it anyway. But I mean, I, I, I talked more about this episode than I feel like I've talked about any other episode in a while. But, you know, yeah, man, fun. Um, also, I mean, you heard him speak about it as well. Uh, let's not gloss over this thing. Charity, giving of yourself, you know, for the betterment of someone else, you know, homelessness is a bad thing. You know, people being, you know, undereducated, um, not having the things they need and um, donate if you can, man. I, I mean, I'm, I'm at a loss for words. Just, you know, re- replaying some of the stuff in my mind that I've seen, especially here in Houston. I mean, the homeless thing is just like it's just crazy around here. And um, you want to help, but sometimes there's people out there actually gaming the motherfucking system. And here I am cussing out at the interview. <laughs> and um, it's sad. So, I mean, I've had bad experiences, especially here in Houston, where, you know, I see somebody holding up a sign and everything. And then, you know, I go to put a little something in their cup and then I see them on another block doing the same thing. And then another day later. They riding around in the car. They on a cell phone or some crazy junk like that, you know. But, I mean, you can't take your bad experiences out on other people. But let's have a moment of charity here. You mean you heard him speak about it? The uh, Love Alive charity. You can go to lovealive.org. And uh, find information on how to donate and everything. They're having their seventh annual drive here on January 12th of next year. And you can contact them at the love alive charity at gmail.com. Or you can just go to the website I mentioned that's love dash hyphen minus sign <laughs> alive dot org. And uh, you can find ways on there to support the cause as well. So, 
give a little this holiday season. You know, there's going to be a lot of people that need it. And, um, and it's just like the right thing to do. Uh, oh, man. So much stuff. I ju- I'm just getting back home. I'm hitting my mic stand like three or four times. Um, had to travel to Louisiana. That's why this episode is out um, later than normal. But if you're listening to it on a replay or later on in the week, it doesn't matter. <laughs> Here I am. I'm dating myself again. But um, yeah, when visit some family, had to clear my head a little bit, had some uh, things that I was dealing with. I mean, you've heard me speak about it. I mean, my house almost fucking caught on fire almost up in flames, you know, and we just got this place, you know, almost a year ago, February would be a year that we've been in this house. And just the, the thought of it just being gone just like that is just, it's freaking scary, man. I'm just lucky that it was, you know, it went down the way it did and I'm lucky nobody was hurt. And, um, I'm still here podding the cast, casting the pods and whatnot. But, um, yeah, support the cause, lovealive.org, you know, love-alive.org. Um, if you're in the Jacksonville area, um, go to the website, check out some information about the event on January 19th of next year, which is right around the corner, a couple of weeks and, um, donate, go see a free show, you know, help other people out. And, um, speaking of helping people out. I'm going to help myself to this outro and get on out of this hair of you all or earbuds or whatever it is. <laughs> oh, man, I'm just all over the place. Just got off the road. I'm tired. Need to wash myself, shave my face and get ready for the work week. And I've got some other great interviews coming up. Um, one gentleman that I found by chance, you know, because this is the three R show, the random rounds with Rob. That's three R's. And. I'm doing the Wrestling is Trash podcast. I'm doing um, the podcast with Mrs. B-Rob, which we'll be recording on a Monday. That is tomorrow as of me recording this now. And um, I put out a tweet and um, I used the hashtag 3R brand. You know, this is my brand. You know, if you look at the new podcast, they have my little logo in the corner somewhere. So I search my hashtags when I use them. And I came across an actual clothing line called 3R Brand. And I dug, I went down into the rabbit hole of that uh, hashtag and I found some things that, you know, kind of interest me. And I want to talk to the person behind the 3R Brand, not my particular brand, but that 3R Brand. So I'm going to have him on sometime soon. I got a Brian Waters here that I've talked to that episode will be out soon. I got a local podcast that I've spoken with, the um, nothing special podcast. That episode will be out soon and there's plenty more to come. So come journey with me into the land of positivity as we keep it on going and going and going. Um, you can find me on Twitter at it's B Rob. That's I T S B R O B. If you want to talk professional wrestling, any of gender shenanigans, that's the place you do it. I almost slizzard my words. You can follow this show, the Random Rounds with Rob, on Twitter at three R Show. You can follow my wrestling eccentric podcast called Wrestling Is Trash. You can follow that on Twitter at wrestling be trash you can follow the real robinsons 
You can follow us on Twitter at duh, much like the Pope. Duh. <laughs> Real Robinsons on Twitter and Instagram. We ain't got too many pictures on there because uh, Mrs. B. Rob is slacking on her uh, social media duties and whatnot. So um, check those things out. You can go to randomrobcast.com and uh, find different ways to support the show. Uh, matter of fact, if you had an inkling or um, a, a urge to donate to the Random Rounds with Rob podcast, um, I would appreciate it if you take that one dollar that you would have gave to me and uh, put it toward this charity or put it toward a charity period, you know. So, uh, yeah, do that. Then, you know, after maybe you can come back and um, we'll discuss uh, your patronage <laughs> again. But, um, yeah, support the cause. Matter of fact, I just sold a hat not too long ago. So the proceeds that I got in from that hat, I'm going to go ahead and give to the Love Alive charity. So, boom, that's my donation. And, um, yeah. But you can go to randomrobcast.com if you still want to support after you support a charity. Um, there's many ways you can do it on there. You can use my Amazon links. You can um, buy merch from my merch store on wehavemerch.com. You just find those links on randomrobcast.com. You could be a patron through Podbean. I picked up a couple more patrons here uh, most recently, and I appreciate you all. Uh, shout outs to Robert Cook, a patron of the show. His birthday is today as we recorded. I haven't hit him up on uh, social media yet, but it's coming to my mind now. I even put it in my calendar. But uh, today is a birthday, man. I appreciate you supporting the show. And um, I hope you enjoyed your birthday. Hopefully you hear this and um, you're getting my birthday salutations. You, you'll be getting something here in your email um, pretty soon or your physical mail. More likely your email. So ch- be watching your email from any time of the night of your birthday until tomorrow, Monday, the day after your birthday. And uh, you can follow me on Instagram while I walk the hollow halls of Walmart. And um, that's about it, man. Really enjoyed this interview. And um, I hope you did too. And I'll see you next time.